I'm excited to have this conversation. I'm singing. What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Nuance Tea. I'm Brittany. And I'm Aurelia. And we are two clergywomen speaking on pop culture, identity, and healing. We are steeping into our power and we want you to join us. Hello, everybody. Hey, Brittany. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> we are in episode number eight. We're talking about astrology in this episode. I'm so excited. This week, we thought it would be fun to start off with a roundup. We have not done a weekly roundup in a few weeks. Us, Brittany and I, as the experts in pop culture and knowing everything that's happening at all times, we should <laughs> obviously talk about it, right? <laughs> Yes, we know it all. No, but seriously, Brittany, I'm just curious what you are paying attention to these days. What are you reading? What are you watching? What is going on? There have been a couple things that have piqued my interest. I started watching this new show on HBO Max, and I actually learned about it from someone I follow on Instagram who goes by Tatiana Taro, and she mentioned this in a post that she has, but it's this show called The Nevers. It's got magical vibes, and it is British, so it's got some heavy accents happening. Okay. Um, but it's good stuff. It's really, really interesting. And in the third episode, there's this, this crazy water scene where someone who is like going after another person walks on water. So it's almost this like Jesus moment, but in a bad way because he's trying to attack someone. Oh. <laughs> did not see that coming (laughs) but it's like the best scene i almost have ever seen on screen it really is wow i'm telling you you have to go watch it it, so is it a drama a suspense a comedy like what, what what's the genre um, I would definitely say suspense. Mm, you are um, always but- watching this. <laughs> I'm watching suspenseful stuff. I will you watch stuff that is definitely heavier? Really? Yes. Like what? Stuff where you learn. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is I was just listening to a podcast where she was talking about how she typically goes toward watching more of the heavy things. And I was thinking, oh, no, I can't. But but now you're saying I do. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one thing that is definitely true is that you like to learn and we're going to talk about it later but yep. the signs don't lie. Yeah, it's it's actually also a component of the essentials to come up. So you might be right about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first thing for the roundup Ooh. is the nevers. What else you got? Another show which hasn't come back on season yet, but it's coming. I want to say this month is uh, this show called Legendary. Mm-hmm. I love this show. I really, um, I watched it while I was home um, in Austin. It's this show that highlights ballroom culture, which has largely been under wrapped in society and unknown if you're not a part of that culture. So I really just love learning. (laughs) (laughs) 
shame. No shame. No shame. Yeah. But it's it's also entertaining. It's just like a whole a whole new expansion of seeing and learning from folks and just welcoming um, people that you might not traditionally see welcomed in culture at large or mainstream. I love learning from them. I think what piqued my interest in that show was um, watching Pose, which is another show that is marvelous. Mm -hmm. And its season is coming up too. So I just watched the trailer for that. (laughs) Okay, lots of good options to check out. I'm excited. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What about you? You know, it's, um, I started reading a new book yesterday. I, Whoa. <laughs> I <know>. look, you're learning <laughs> me over here doing a restful thing. Um, no, it's the Glennon Doyle book untamed. Oh, okay. Okay. Glennon I've Doyle. heard good things about it. And so it came out, you know, last year. So I, I didn't read it, but I saw a lot of people that I like follow and enjoy learning from, or even just friends endorsing it and saying how great it was. And I was in a bookstore like a couple of months ago and it was right there at the checkout. And I just like instinctively just bought it (laughs) as I was. She's just a really great storyteller. So it almost felt like I was reading a (laughs) juicy novel or something because she just tells her story. So in such a compelling way. And I have already felt a little inspired. Like, for example, I, today I was writing for my book and I felt, I felt more at ease with being myself. And then as you know, I'm early on in my writing process and I was realizing just how uptight I have felt. And so nervous I have felt about, am I, am I, am I saying this right? Am I doing this right? And I just like broke through that barrier today. And I wrote a whole chapter. It was, it was a really cool though. Cause I was just reading for fun. And then I found myself inspired to be myself. Like I didn't change yeah. what I was doing. I just leaned more deeply into my truth. Yes. It's a beautiful thing. I love it. We're going to keep this conversation grooving and we are going to get into our essentials for the week. What has helped us feel good? What has helped us feel held and nourished? What's up with you? What are your essentials for the week? Yeah, well, this is such an exciting week for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us what you're excited about. Give me an S, give me an A, give me a B, give me a B, give me an A, give me a T. I'm just kidding. I could keep going though. I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) What does that spell? Sabbatical. (laughs) I am on sabbatical. Yes, you are on sabbatical. You know what? This is how bad I need a sabbatical. So I have a fungus. (laughs) What? Tiny little, I thought it was a tiny little bug bite. I got some of this like fungus antifungal cream. It comes in a little tube. 
Okay. okay. So I'm putting it on my, yeah. on the, on my leg where it is. And the other night, Lila and I spent the night at his mom's. She lives on the lake. We have a boat out there. I packed travel toothpaste to get where I'm going here. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was sitting there brushing my teeth for like 30 fucking seconds. And I was no, like, you what? Because it, it was a new tube of toothpaste that I had never tried before. So I was like, why does this taste so weird? And then oh. I realized, I realized I looked down and it was like, dun, dun, dun. And like, I saw the tube. <laughs> I threw the toothbrush away and I found a brand new toothbrush. And I brushed my teeth like eight times. And I got like, because I looked on the back and it was like, if swallowed, contact poison control immediately. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm fine. I'm fine. I didn't swallow any of it. But the point is that I really, I was like, I really needed a break. (laughs) (laughs) I am so tired. Hey, you've been doing the thing for seven plus years now for longer. Oh my gosh. It's a short, it's a short break. And um, my essentials this week has really been to just live in an unhurried space and not get in a scarcity mindset about how short of a time it is. Cause it really is going to fly by, but it's also such a great gift and a privilege to have a sabbatical, you know? Yeah. So, what about you? Yeah. I feel like for me, I've been having to, um, do some, some deep like grounding or, and not only just grounding, but Um, doing the things that are truly authentic to me um, because I've felt so ungrounded in the last few weeks or so. So for instance, today I was listening to Jadena, who I've already (laughs) mentioned on this show, and I was going to play his music um, based off of learning that today is his birthday. Um, So... Yeah, I thought that was super dope. But I had already listened to his music earlier in the day. <laughs> I was like, oh, I really think I'm listening to his music I love daily. It. <laughs> so it is good because his music is great. But I'm realizing too, on the on the one hand, when I'm listening to music redundantly, it's also a sign um, that I need like this reoccurring yes. music that I know um, versus like venturing into like something new or more explorative, which I think it's I'm realizing is a sign for me that I have some angst in my life when I have to focus on that um, like redundancy or control of what music to listen to. So that was just a very interesting um, sign that I paid attention yeah. to today. Wow. Blowing my mind over here with that. Yeah. Cause I, really? I'm a creature of habit and I always want to be redundant and I, and you're, yeah, you're making me realize how much of that's tied to my anxiety <laughs> oh, yeah, and with music wow. and everything. Like I'll listen to the same music over and over and over. I'll watch the same thing like over and over. And it just, yeah, I think it like gives some kind of comfort. Is that how you were feeling? Whoa. Yeah, definitely. That's so interesting. That was just like a connection I made for myself. I did not even think about anyone else relating to that. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. But I will say another thing that's been super fun for me 
was um, last week I kind of woke up and was like, for some reason, I wanted to watch um, the movie Free Willy, which clearly like that's a movie from my childhood. (laughs) That movie was made so long ago, and I'm pretty sure I had the VHS growing up. But um, I looked everywhere, all the streaming platforms, and I could not find it for free. And I wasn't about to pay for it. So I ended up going to Disney Plus and they had a a new documentary about wells. It's called The Secrets of the Wells. So me being my (laughs) learner self, (laughs) watched this whole series about different types of wells. Yes, you did. And I thought it was super interesting. I thought it was really telling about how just animals relate to one another and how that can also be in connection mm-hmm. to how humans relate to each other so anyway I just thought it was fun and yes I know I'm a nerd by saying that because I wish I was like that no, I wish I was it, it didn't take energy to learn new things and venture into new things I wish it gave energy it seems like it gives you energy and I just think that's really cool This week we are talking about astrology. I've been waiting for this conversation. It's like been one of my primary interests for the last year or so, and I've taken a deep dive. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think there's so many hesitations and stigmas or ways people think about astrology in a negative connotation. In the Christian world, I feel like there's a lot of skepticism around it, but I feel like the more I've learned and tuned into the Bible and seen it in a more expansive way, astrology plays a key part into that, Mm -hmm. whether or not we're actually giving it that language. Like for instance, even with the birth of Christ, Mm -hmm. the three wise men as we know it, or as they're referenced, look at the North Star. Yeah, they're astrologers. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. Exactly. Um, so I feel like if we gave new language to just learning about what the stars might mean and that through the creation that God has given us, maybe it could be a telltale into more expansion and embracing the universe in a new way. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I was thinking about what, when did I first learn about astrology? And I remember being a kid, like elementary school, and my older sister would get magazines that had, you know, the magazines would always have horoscopes in the back. And well, I would always go read my horoscope and I always, mm-hmm you know, knew I was a Sagittarius and was really interested and, you know, liked to read about it. So then I got like really sucked into evangelicalism just because that was the, the culture that I grew up around. It wasn't necessarily in my home. I grew up Catholic and my dad's always been very, very spiritual, I would say, like deeply, intimately, personally spiritual, but always very open-minded. And he wasn't, he was never in evangelicalism 
well, at least in my formative years, he wasn't in, um, in that tradition. So I got sucked in on my own, <laughs> all on my own. Yeah. And same Z's. And that just nipped that interest in a bud. I'm in the bud or whatever you call it. Um, yeah, was like playing with fire. That's devil stuff. Like, you know, that's wrong. God, God doesn't approve of that. You know, it was, it was, it was just, you were scared to touch it with a 10 foot pole. Like it felt so wrong to even explore that, which is funny. Like you were saying, cause now being a theologian, I think that's what we are <laughs> when you get a freaking yeah. seminary degree and study the Bible and, yes, you know, I, exactly. Um, for yourself, I'm reading the story, like you said, of the, the, the Magi and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, these were astrologers and they were literally led to the Christ because they followed the stars and the patterns of like the universe and like they were led by the way of astrology. On top of that, just thinking about how powerful we are as a collective, the calendar, we decide, okay, this is, hmm. this is the seasons. And then mm. it's not powerful on its own accord, but it's powerful because the whole world collectively decided to lend the energy to that. Mm. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, there's this whole other rhythm, this whole other thing happening. Yeah. And it is also powerful. And there is energy being lent lended there, but a lot of people aren't paying any attention to it. And we're we're basically we're missing out on a lot of power. <laughs> I totally agree. It's kind of like even when you think about the new year, a lot of the time, even when January starts. You don't really typically get into a rhythm Mm -hmm. or you don't typically start to feel alive until like nature shows up and spring Mm -hmm. comes forth, um, which is when the lunar Mm -hmm. cycle tells us to go with a whole new rhythm or the, the lunar new year. So I just love that you brought that up. And it just makes me think about all the things I've been learning on my own, because I've really gone overboard just learning about the new moons, the full moons, how it affects us, um, what we can do to work with it. Yeah, even catering my Patreon to to doing blessings related to the full moons. I think there's so much meaningful information we can tap into just by paying more attention to it and and being open to it. So, right. Oh, and it's not in contradiction to a person of faith at all. I'd like you said, it it expands your faith It expands capacity for understanding creation. I mean, this is, we're talking about creation here. So if you're a person of faith, you believe in a creator of all things, then the moon and the stars and the (laughs) planets and the sun and all of these elements are a part of that beauty of creation and full of so much power and so much wisdom and so much to tell us. And we are over here or not. I don't want to say we, cause we're, we're trying, we're trying, <laughs> we're trying. <laughs> but like people are operating out of alignment with these elements. What's more 
religion is keeping people disconnected. And, and I also think that, you know, the, the, the big thing I always say is that we are kept from our intuition by the institution of religion because it benefits the institution to keep us disconnected from our intuition because then we can be manipulated into being believing doctrine and, and subscribing to prescriptions that hurt other people and oppressing other people and all that. But when we are in living in alignment with creation, including these, like you said, lunar cycles and phases, that doesn't just put us more in line with creation. It puts us more in line with our own intuition and our power grows the power we were created to have, by the way. Yeah. Just like even stepping outside and paying attention to all that is around you um, and how you can take that in. It's just like a small baby step to to welcome the divine that surrounds us. Well, we are jumping into a conversation where we're talking about our natal charts and how it connects to the lunar phases, the lunar cycle. So we are going to share with you all um, our sun, moon, and ascending signs. Feel free to look up your natal chart too. That way you can join us in on the fun, maybe learn something new about yourself. Join us now for this conversation as we discuss even more. So traditionally, most people know their sun sign. So that's based off of like when you're born, like for instance, I was born in August. So I'm technically a Leo. So our sun sign is connected to our true self, our general identity of how we show up in the world based off of our sun sign. Sun sign is the one tip people typically know off the bat, but there's so much more you can know beyond your sun sign. And the deeper we go, we're going to talk about our moon sign. When we get into our moon sign, it is connected to our emotions, our habits, and our emotional responses. And the ascending sign is also known as your rising sign. And it is how other people perceive us to be or how we come across to strangers. And you can have all of these signs be the same, but sometimes they're different. And we are going to jump into them more. If you're able to look at your own natal chart, you'll you'll be able to see the breakdown because the natal chart will tell you everything more than you need to know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm excited because what we're doing is I'm going going to talk about Brittany's. I studied Brittany's natal chart and she studied mine. So we're going to talk about the three elements, the sun, the moon, and the ascending or rising signs. There are way more, but these are sort of like a good uh, primer for this conversation. To get us started... This is from cafeastrology.com. We'll also include this in the show notes if you need some suggestions on where to go to find yours. And to start off, Aurelia, you are a Sagittarius, the sun in Sagittarius. And it says, to kickstart what your characteristics are, it says you are restful, cheerful, and friendly. Sun in Sagittarius people are generally on the go. They have a love of freedom 
and a disdain for routine. <laughs> we'll get into that more, I think. <laughs> it says, generally, you're quite easygoing. And you make friends with people from all walks of life. You love to laugh and tease. And it also says, you are a fire sign. I'm also a fire mm-hmm. sign. And, oh, here's something juicy. It says, you are generally quick-tempered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that true? Oh, yeah. Well, you could ask, you could ask Lyle. <laughs> okay. It says, fortunately... You're also usually quick to forget mm-hmm. um, what got you angry to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And your need for escape is generally strong. You're direct and have an honest approach to life. So yeah, that gets us, uh, that starts us off. How do you feel about that? Do you resonate? Every bit of it was spot on minus the routine. However, I will say, and I've, I've said this several times, that I'm a very highly anxious person and routine helps me cope with anxiety. So perhaps living into my fullness, maybe I wouldn't like routine, <laughs> but in, in yeah. all reality, I depend pretty heavily on routine. Other than that, yeah, I resonated with every bit of it for sure. Yeah, I think it's really enlightening to do this too, because I feel like it teaches me um, a little bit more about you too. So I'm excited. So the sun is in Leo for you, Brittany. There is an unmistakably regal air to solar Mm. Leos. These are dignified, even noble folk. Leos have a reputation for being conceited, but think again, Leos do feel important, but this generally takes the form of wanting to change the world in some way to make the world a better place. They're generally motivated by affection for people, and often have big dreams and plans to make people happy. Generally, Leos are hardworking. It is sometimes difficult to imagine Leos as uh, go-getters if you happen to catch them in one of their languid moods. These people people can sleep in. (laughs) These people can sleep in, laze around, and luxuriate for long periods of time. Um, However, when they do get to work, they do it with intensity and determination. Leos appear rather confident. They can actually be some of the most humble souls around. They are the first to blame themselves when something goes wrong. And then instead of being the conceited, self-absorbed show-offs of reputation, they are usually very self-aware, self-conscious, and yes, even humble. You demand your own way. You never compromise yourself and you pursue your goals with persistence and dedication your strength and energy vitalizes those who come in contact with you oh so you know it's funny for anyone who doesn't know anything about energy work that's a-okay but i had an akashic record reading um when i was home in austin And the person that I got the reading through, she told me I had this regal energy about me. (laughs) And that was her first time meeting me. (laughs) It is so true. Yeah, it just kind of keeps coming up. I think the things that stood out that didn't necessarily feel as true was um, the conceited part. I know. I guess maybe to others, I might appear that way. I don't know what that means. don't to me. I didn't even highlight it. I just sort of 
in the moment read it. Cause I only, I highlighted the things that I really felt like were about you, but then I also realized I'm learning new things. So I wanted to say a few things to let you speak on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It just makes me wonder if that's generally the energy of a Leo or if that's how people come across, but maybe there have been moments where I have been that way. I don't know. Um, Dang it. Now I've forgotten the other things that you said. Luxuriating for long periods of time. Oh, (laughs) how did you know? (laughs) Yeah, I think that also has a lot to do with, um, and we'll get into this conversation at some point, but even like on the Enneagram, Mm -hmm. um, I identify as a nine and sometimes um, we lose steam. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So if I'm down, I'm down for the count. (laughs) But if I'm energized, I'm typically upbeat and sustain that energy for quite some time. So (laughs) it just depends on which energy I'm in. I'm pretty much fully there. (laughs) (laughs) So good. We're learning. I know. What's next? What's the next sign? Yes. So the moon, we're talking about the moon. Okay. And just as a reminder, the moon is connected to our emotions. So our emotional habits or our emotional responses. So Aurelia, you are a moon in Aries. It says nothing quite happens soon enough Mm -hmm. with the moon in Aries. There is an inherent impatience Mm -hmm. with getting what they want life is a series of emergencies (laughs) it says whims of the moment take absolute precedent and you love instant gratification it says you're also temperamental those are the things i highlighted (laughs) there's gotta be more i felt like the moon was a little bit more shadow side oh yeah that sounds good that's a that's a good observation. I like that. Okay, some more things about the moon in Aries. There's an aura of childlike innocence around you. She likes family life, peace, and quiet. She likes to stay at home surrounded by loved ones in agreeable circumstances. Mm-hmm. You are gracious, sweet, happy, enjoys pleasure and entertainment precious animated and passionate your responses are quick and you are a passionate person who is usually quite courageous it sounded pretty on point for the most part yeah i mean i act a lot out of my emotions and then later i'm like oh shit (laughs) oopsie You are all fire. Did you know that? I got a lot of fire in these boats. Yeah. And these three that we're talking about, they're fire Yes, I am. That does not surprise me at all. Well, that one, that did not let me off the hook. Sheesh. Okay. Well, let's hear, let's hear about Brittany's moon sign. Your moon is in cancer, Brittany. Often they are quite wrapped up in themselves. Their memories of the past are outstanding, especially for all things emotional. Moon and cancer people are never detached. They cling to things, their home, and the people they care for. They seek out security and familiarity in all they do. They look for peace and quiet. Their attachment to all that is safe means they're a little leery of change. These peace-loving souls dislike superficiality in all of its forms. I don't like liars. That's my biggest pet peeve. (laughs) (laughs) 
Could not be a liar. Because of their strong attachment to and memory of the past, others may complain that moon and cancer natives tend to whip a dead horse. They may dwell Ooh. on hurts long after everyone else has moved on. Yeah, it takes a lot to get me mad. I'll say that. Um, but once I'm there, ooh, look out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can sense that uh, for sure. One of the most delightful characteristics of moon and cancer people is their loony sense of humor. <laughs> These people can be extraordinarily funny. Their moodiness can baffle others, but their unique, <laughs> but their unique outlook on life is something most people can appreciate. When treated with tenderness and understanding, moon and cancer natives return the favor with warmth and protection. Give them Mm. security and you'll take the crabbiness out of the crab, at least for a while. Do you resonate with that? I think it just depends. Lately, I feel like I've been having some mood swings, but I think because I'm self-aware that I'm able to name it. So it's not like a bad thing necessarily. It's just something to be cognizant of. It seems, it appears to me that you tend to retreat if you're if you're not feeling like in a certain emotional space. If you are moody, I don't necessarily see it play out because you tend to kind of like go to yourself. Yeah, that's true. I'm an internal processor. So you probably get the aftermath of it. Like once I can actually make sense of the mm-hmm. mood I'm in. <laughs> It yeah. says, okay, so the short description, she is likable and sociable, very sensitive to environmental conditions and surroundings. I'm so sensitive. Yes. It's ridiculous. <laughs> she likes home, habits, comfort, and her little world. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you intuitively know what to do to make others feel comfortable, loved, accepted, and needed. You naturally enjoy feeding and taking care of others. I said, I said, plants, Aspen. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. It's kind of like, for me, I just thought about entertaining people, which I don't think I'm necessarily good at. But the things that I am close to and are dear to my heart, I'll go all out for. (laughs) Yeah, I also thought it was super funny about my humor. Because for all my life, I've gotten in trouble for laughing at things that aren't funny. <laughs> I feel ya. I'm, it's like I'm, I'm not laughing at that being like terrible. I'm just response. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, yep. I, I think I try to make light out of everything. I do that too. <laughs> yep. It's true. We both do it. Okay. Well, let's keep going to the next one. Next, we are talking about our ascendant signs or our rising signs. And this is basically how other people perceive us to be. Mm, Okay. But what's funny is for you, you are also an ascendant in Sagittarius. Yep, so it connects back to actually who you are. (laughs) For you, the world is filled with adventure new things to experience, and most of all, hope. There is unmistakable faith and enthusiasm with folks who are Sagittarius rising. They always seem to be looking for something that is just out of grasp (laughs) and can be quite direct at times. Yet they are likable enough to forgive for their faux pas. 
You mostly have a lot to say and offer, and your insights and opinions are usually interesting and exciting. Hmm. I hope so. Otherwise, this podcast is half 50% very boring. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brittany, you are a Leo with a Sagittarius ascending sign. Yes. This is a double dose of fire. (laughs) True that. She is passionate, self-important, fiery, vital, and charged. She needs to take the time for reflection and self-soothing, calm, objectivity. Yep, that's true. You have a deep need to understand the world around you. You have high ideals and you have your eye on what's on the horizon. You are a tolerant, adventurous, and curious person, and you want to see the best in people and in life. Mm-hmm. And then one final thing. Um, you have lots and lots of energy and tend to become quite restless if you feel confined. You demand the freedom to do as you choose. You must be self-directed or you feel trapped and anxious. Yeah, I really enjoy freedom. And I, I maybe define it differently than some folks but um, just like to have my own autonomy, mm-hmm. I'm realizing I'm very connected to that. And when I'm in spaces that I don't feel that, I actually like, I feel like I lose respect for the, for the people that hold me back from doing that. <laughs> yes. You don't want to be micromanaged. I am. I do not want to be confined. That is facts. But the self-directed piece is interesting in the sense that I really enjoy knowing what my expectations might be, um, but giving myself space to meet them in my own way. Yeah. That's very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't resonate with the high energy part. <laughs> <laughs> and what's yeah. funny is I've seen several times it says that my, like based off my natal chart, I should be super high energy. And I'm like, no. Nah. I'm pretty chill. (laughs) I know. This one went on to say that you should be attracted to physical exercise or to forms of sports, which can help you burn off your excess energy. (laughs) Well, it's interesting too, because I actually played sports my whole life. I think it's maybe shifted maybe like in my adulthood for some, in some ways. So anyway, that was fun. Yeah. I think that's just like the start of like, understanding our own personal intricacies more but also like learning each other's intricacies to learn each other more yes what is so great about it is like you were saying you learn a lot about yourself but it also gives you the space to learn about the people in your life and go so much deeper (laughs) than you might have otherwise. And of course we just tap the surface, like you're saying, because there were pages. It was, I printed 20 pages from this one natal chart and it it was going so deep. I didn't understand a lot of the intricacies of it. Um, But what we talked about the three signs, like the sun sign, the moon sign, and the ascendant or rising sign um, just going into that, thinking about all the layers, here's how you present, here's kind of your underlying emotions, here's how, who you really are. And it's, it's really cool because it helps you get to 
know yourself and others around you. And, and when you're able to have that kind of awareness, your relationships are so much healthier and you have a lot of healing. Yeah, I completely agree. So I'm excited. I'm excited for us. I'm excited for the folks that are listening. Um, Join us in learning your natal chart and see what it brings to life for you. Well, Brittany, as we are wrapping up this episode, we cannot forget our shout outs. Yes. And our mantras. What was this week's mantra? Do you remember? This week's mantra was give yourself permission. And we listed so many ways we can give ourselves permission, like being seen, receive abundance, evolve and grow take up space. What do you need to give yourself permission to do today or this week? This was the prompt we gave over at our Nuance Tea uh, community on Facebook and Instagram. Brittany, did any of the responses resonate with you? So the response that stood out to me most was from Joyce. Her response says, I give myself permission to feel angry, knowing that it is an emotion meant for protection of myself and those I love. I explore what causes the anger and process how best to deal with the vulnerabilities it uncovers. And I just loved that because I feel like a lot of the time we don't give ourselves permission to be angry or feel like it's an emotion that we have to suppress but I honestly feel like anger is one of many emotions that needs to be expressed so we can understand what's behind it Um, just like Joyce said it gives us permission to feel all the emotions we have and actually identify where they're coming from even though you might not see this or always know it I've done some things where I have to work through what I'm angry about and it helps get me to the other side yes so I resonated I loved it yep what about you yeah well I was gonna just point out Naomi's comment she said today I gave myself permission to not cook dinner and to order food delivery even though all the added fees cost like $18 more (laughs) also napping while my kids are watching a show And I just got to say, I love, this was some real talk right here. Like we are talking about surviving day-to-day life, right? And not just surviving, but giving ourselves good medicine in the form of how we treat ourselves. And sometimes you just need to pay the extra 20 bucks so that you are in a good mental space and you are indulging and you have more time to rest and especially having 
young children and a household to manage and however many things going on, it can be so much pressure to always have the perfect dinner on the table and to always be on and entertaining your kids. And I love, I love that she did this radical thing. And also it's a Monday. It's not Friday night. It's a Monday. (laughs) That is a radical self-care right there. And I was so excited to read that. Um, so yeah, it was just a great day-to-day reminder to treat ourselves really well and to listen for when we need it and just honor it. Yeah. We are always so appreciative of our Nuance Tea community. Thank you all for listening. Feel free to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Nuance Tea Podcast. Feel free to join us next time for our ninth episode. See you next time. Bye, everyone.